Hello. We're here with the final one, uh, final division preview. Uh, what is it, Sam? It's the sixth episode. It is the National League East. National League East. Yeah. The the hyped up one, really. Seems like all the news in the offseason has been about those teams. Well, mainly the Phillies, to be honest. But well, it's been yeah. they've all done a sort of big stuff. I mean, the Braves less so, but then like even the Marlins were at the centre of it because of the tedious Real Muto stuff. Yeah, and like the the Nationals lost Harper, signed Corbin, and Dozier. Anyway, yeah, a lot's a lot's happened with that division, and uh, we might actually struggle to fit this one in. So we should probably get on with it. Yeah, let's rattle. I guess li literally, what is there to say about the Marlins? Um, let's let's do, we're gonna have to be quick on the Marlins. Basically, possibly at the worst point now, might be the the worst point of the rebuild. They've not got. They've only got a couple of upside guys, haven't they? Really? Yeah. Um, there's Brint Faro on there. Is like the two really yeah. interesting ones. I mean, they're uh, hoping that Brinson like lives up to some of the hype but it was absolutely terrible last year so they've not even not even got like good guys now have they like they lost they've lost real muto now justin paul's not there anymore um even the people that were like half decent they're gone so it's sort of they've got like a little mix of a couple of the young guys and then just like what is it, like scranson neil walker yeah people that are just not very good anymore and old and just sort of pointless and they've not got that many good prospects coming up either just an absolutely horrendous situation and they they actually they could be the worst team in baseball because of the division yeah i, I don't think that's that impossible i mean they, it's they... like it's gonna be like close to it's what is like 70 is it 70 odd they're gonna play i think it is isn't it yeah is it 19 against each team is that right might be something like that so that'd be 76 76 yeah. games against teams all of which are a lot a lot better than them yeah and um yeah and there's not really that much else to really be interested in other than they're just going to lose a lot and there's not they're just hoping that someone breaks and gets some value so they can trade them for a couple of prospects. Something really, that's pretty much their game for the next couple of years, probably. But yeah, yeah, it's, there's not much more to it than that, is there? Let's, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. Let's let's not bother with them. Let's, let's actually move on now because this is actually we've actually got a lot to say about the others, probably, and we're not going to do the thing where we spend ten minutes talking about the worst team especially in this division so who do we go with next who is who is the fourth best team or going to be fourth i don't team. have a clue very difficult to predict let's talk about the mets let's talk about the mets i don't think they'll be fourth but let's talk about the mets i, have, I don't really have any idea what order they're going to come in i feel like no they, they're all like going to be very very close i feel like splitting these four someone's hard probably going to get a kind of injury like bad injury luck and then they're going to drop off, but like, how the fuck they're all going to be close? I feel like there's. 
there's a lot more negativity around the Mets than is really like deserved. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I agree. Like, I, some of it comes from the injury stuff. That this idea that injuries are just like innately part of it. Also, I think the idea because they won't spend like the Yankees have done in the past, it's considered they're always being super cheap, and maybe yeah. they're not spending as much as they could slash should. But I think they did well considering their budget. Um, I liked almost all of their moves. What I didn't like was them not getting a fifth starter. That was the main the thing that really yeah. haunts me with them. Like Joe Gonzalez. Yeah, that seemed like such a good fit. In my league deal, it's like give him yeah, the three million, someone like that. Yeah, take on a major league deal. Um, but yeah, it's the thing is, I think like always, there's the there's the big thing of Syndergaard and Degrom's health. I mean, I think with Degrom, with the thing like we keep saying of, yeah, he was a ten WAR player last year, and um, a lot of people are probably thinking now Degrom is now the best star in baseball, and it's like. I mean, he's, he's he has been really good before and also been injured a lot before. It's like, you know, he's probably not going to be quite that good. But it's like the question is, if they actually manage to have like a full year of Syndergaard and Grom fit, well, and Wheeler, Wheeler was yeah. nails last year. I I look at Degrom's 2017 though. He was durable that year and just wasn't anywhere near as good. Like a yeah. 3.5 FIP. Like so, so. There's a bit of there's a bit of uncertainty really with him. I think he's probably going to be between those two guys. I mean, yeah. the idea that he's going to be anything like last year is I don't think he's going to be that good. He's, he's, no, going to be, mean, he's still going to be really, really good, though. But it's like... He's going to get like, Cy Young votes. Yeah. If he's no, healthy, but... Yeah, it's it's again a bit like the Trout thing. It's like... Not the Trout thing. The Betts thing. Um, the, I don't think anyone's ever had... Like... Well, I would say anyone ever, but like... Almost no one has had seasons like that back to back. No, and like if no. you do, then you are suddenly like in the conversation of the like <laughs> the one of the best pitchers of all time or something. Like immediately, it's that's how stupid it would be if he was that good again. So you know, I he, I reckon like he'll probably be like sub three ERA, and like if they have managed to get Syndergaard. I mean, Syndergaard was pretty good last year as well, wasn't he? But like, it's possible if they're both healthy that Syndergaard's better than him. I think it's quite yeah. possible Syndergaard's better than him. Um, and then Wheeler's interesting. Obviously, Matt's is interesting. Like, all of yeah. their arms have been interesting for years. It's just if healthy, and that's the huge thing with them. Yeah. But still, you have to I, take a team as if they're healthy. Yeah, I think the thing is now, though, their lineup. I mean, I really like their lineup. I think there's a lot of. I think it's quite an underrated lineup, potentially. Oh, I think it's massive. And underrated. with the depth, there's, there's absolute nonsense spouted about their lineup. I mean, I think, I think there's an argument they have the best lineup in the division. I suppose they are. There's sort of there's sort of a couple of, well, prospect slash guys that haven't played that much or been good that much in the majors. Not a big sample size of them being good, but. I don't know, it's, I feel like a lot of them have proved enough. I mean, like Nimmo. Like, Nimmo's anything like he was last year. Like Conforto, everyone knows what he's what he's been like before. I you think know, he's that... going to give you, like, almost 30 home runs. And then Rosario, even though he was actually bad last year, 
along with McNeil. They were basically like all about McNeil and um, Rosario, wasn't it? The, the last run where they were near the end where they actually weren't terrible for a while. But then I think the other bit of it is um, the two veterans they've added. Wilson Ramos was an underrated pickup. Again, there's the health thing. And Robinson yeah. Cano. Those two are not so much Ramos, but definitely Cano's getting this. Yeah, bad contract doesn't mean bad player. I don't know how hard that seems to be able to grasp. Yeah, and the thing is with him is I think it's only the length of it because he is still like really quite elite, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's I probably the second base is a bit crap, but he is still one of the top five second basemen in baseball. Like, he's he's that good. Yeah. But, and it, well, he's one of those, like, he's distant. Like, he's got a massive catalogue of being really good. Yeah. Even if he never wants to be, which people like to get really excited about, which generally are, like, a lot of the time one-offs. Like, he, he's basically for... I mean, he's been, like between like above average and really good for like 10 years straight yeah um and playing uh, like almost every game so what i like about their lineup though is if you compare it to say the phillies or maybe even a couple of the others i don't know um you've got nimmo and conforto who i think like that the sky's the limit for those two um and then you've got the same for peter alonso and then you've got the veterans like Ramos and Cano, who are like, yeah, they're just good. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's just the, it's the nice mix you get. Yeah. Whereas, so you look at someone like the Phillies, they've got the the like superstar guys, but they've also got a few guys who are no upside. I feel yeah, like it it's possible. Feel like upside with some of their guys, yeah. No, I, I think the the Mets lineup, if healthy again, I, that's just a question that people always put to the Mets more than other teams. Um. They could all be like well above average. Yeah, you with, might not with have a chance any... of a couple of them being really good. Like, well, like Nimmo was last year. Yeah, but like they're not going to have. So like Bryce Harper could win MVP, but it doesn't they're, matter yeah, if Michael Franco and Abdul Herrera are rubbish. They're not going to have a, a proper MVP contender, but they're going to have a lot of guys that could be like close to All Star. Yeah, and that's I feel like. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's basically how you should do it. Because like, then like if... there's, there's not not really going to be any holes, possibly. I mean, centre field maybe, but like everyone has a hole in centre field, don't they? Well, and there's my my favourite Keon Broxton, who they got for not very much. Yeah, there's, yeah. If if he makes the roster, and he's he's like an elite glove with speed and and mind power, really hard. Yeah, yeah it's, which is it's the. It's the, even if he has like the low rate stats, he's he's basically like an absolute like the most budget twenty twenty player you can get. It's like if he plays a full season, you can be pretty confident he's going to get steal twenty bases and hit twenty home runs, which is pretty handy for someone that's like just seems to get discarded. And... Yeah, well, the thing with his rate stats though is a lot of glove first center fielders like him have similar rate stats. Yeah, it's strike out less, but they, they then don't hit twenty home runs. Like, give me the guy that hits twenty home runs, and yeah, he doesn't get on yeah. base, but when he does, he's going all the way around the bases, so it's fine. Like, yeah, I've ideally them all hang over the wall. Like, yeah, it would have been cool if they could have, I don't know, swung a trade for a, a really good centre fielder or a or randomly signed AJ Pollock or something. Yeah, although, yeah, I mean, then you talk about injuries in the Mets, but yeah, yeah. I agree. Like having his bat would be awesome. But I think when they're budget, and I get there's sort of no need to like 
I don't think there's much point complaining about the budget because it just is what it is. We can't do anything about the fact that these millionaires don't want to spend a few more million to have a better team. Like, that's kind of... Yeah. yeah. Well, if if we just say the hard budget is what they're working to and they've added Edwin Diaz... Yeah, Edwin Diaz. Just... They added Justin Wilson and Jerry's Familia as set up for him in the bullpen. Um, they kept their stars. They talked about trading away pitchers so they could do this kind of contend and rebuild. Didn't do that. They've got a elite second baseman. They've got Jed Lowry. I think they've done brilliantly this offseason. Yeah, I feel like, like always, I feel like there's, there's a big window with the Mets because there's one of those franchises stuff just seems to go wrong. Yeah. But also, like, if it doesn't go wrong, like if stuff goes like slightly right for them, they could be really, really good. Well, like and Pedro then they, Alonso they, coming up in there. They made the World Series the last time. The stuff went really well. They also lost the wild card game the next year. But like, they yeah. When stuff has not been actually wasn't Degrom even it wasn't Degrom even injured quite a lot that wild card season. I think he might have been. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I'm not quite but... sure, but I feel like he was. But that's what I mean. Is like they. I feel they've not even had that many seasons where like their two top guys have both been like a hundred percent and like yeah. fit like all year. We haven't even mentioned the great um Jonas Cespedes nightmare. Like he could come back. Yeah. That this lineup that we feels like really... we need him. No, and that's I think that's amazing. That without without spending like nutcases or making it so they've got the worst farm in baseball, they've developed a lineup that doesn't need their superstar to maybe be the best lineup in the division. Like they they paid him like perennial all star money. Yeah. Uh, I think they've certainly time. they've certainly got the most Well, I guess the thing is with the with the prospects and young guys. Um if that's where the uncertainty is, is it feels like they like they could end up having holes in the lineup if those guys are terrible. But on the other hand it, it like, you know, even if those guys are just sort of like usable so they don't have the holes there then they've got a really deep lineup or on the other hand if they're like you know better than average but they've got loads of insurance that's really the good. other good thing they've done is so dom smith is going to start it looks like at first because he's played well in spring um They've got Alonso, and like, yeah, maybe both of those are busts. Yeah, and Cano because... might play first, and they've yeah, got so Judd Lowry. If that doesn't bench. work, if it doesn't work, they've still got McNeil and Lowry, so they could go like Cano, Lowry, Frazier, um, yeah. Rosario, or then McNeil sliding somewhere. They've just given themselves options, even if those guys don't work. So I think they've done superbly. But like you say, the window's huge. They could lose 105 games because they're the Mets. Just from like, yeah, just just from Metsing everything up. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um, the next team. I mean, this. I think we feel like we're almost going in a random order here because I don't really know. Should we? Should we talk about the Phillies? Yeah, I think the most so. Most hyped team in the history of baseball. The, the 2019 Philadelphia Phillies. Yep. The are uh, not. It's not a complete overhaul of the roster that was under 500 last year. No, they've basically added. They've added a few stars to the top of it, haven't they? Is basically what they've done. Yeah. In the lineup, anyway. Um. I know. I like like they. I know. Def, they've definitely made it so they're going to be better than last year. It's just there's still one of these lineups that they're going to end up with one of those really top-heavy lineups. It feels like. 
you know, yeah. have, like what however many it is, like I know what five guys, basically all the guys they've added this year plus Reese Hoskins at the top. Um so what it'll be like Segura McCutcheon Harper Hoskins Real Muto. Real Muto, something like that. And then Franco Hernandez Herrera and it's like just just not it, is it? That's yeah that's where it Franco fades. Hernandez Herrera pitcher and that's yeah and it's like i mean it feels like the miami marlins had a uh, had a very similar lineup construction to that a couple of years ago yeah they didn't do that well it's like like they had well yeah they had like five very good players like that there's another thing with the miami marlins here actually the miami marlins also had an ace and not much pitching behind him and that's what the Phillies potentially have. Who's the race? Julian Fernandez. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was talking about it two years ago, though. But yeah. Oh, but they, they've they've had a similar thing where they've had like this. You have your superstar hitters, and they had an ace, and that's what the Phillies have got. Yeah. Um, and it feels yeah. like they've got a bit more behind behind them than they have. That's the thing is. Yeah, but I don't think basically be... they need. The difference between the Mar- the Marlins of two years ago, well, what they're hoping the difference is going to be is their pitching is going to be better. But like behind Nola, like don't know, do you, don't really know. I mean, like the the start of the year, like Pavetta, Velasquez, and Eflin both had like they all had like really ridiculous runs, didn't they? Fell for Cliff, and it's like which one you're going to get? And as well as we've seen before with like following the Giants is a lot of the time it seems when you either improve a lot or drop off a lot in the second half of the season it follows on to the next one yeah there's something to and read into usually it's like if you know if it was the other way around and they were bad and then they became they were really good in the second half I'd be like quite confident about them but when like you know the last the last stretch of baseball these guys had competitive baseball they were not very good no and it's like and you've got Arietta, i think is is basically what he did last year around that i think is probably what he is now i mean he's going to be like reliable like a lot of innings but like he's not the Cy Young contender anymore and i think but it's they're, basically they're they are hoping on young pitchers really that had very mixed seasons um and now they don't they also don't have any prospects anymore do they really well not many no like six and they discarded a couple that had come up and then like crawford and alfaro both being let go i thought was yeah because literally literally a year ago they were like both like really highly rated prospects and J.P. Crawford came up, didn't hit that well. Then he got injured, didn't he? Yeah. And then, like, didn't really play again. And then they've traded him. I mean, they got Segura, which I, he, could, he, could, he could be really decent for a couple of years. But it's like, how long have they been bad to, like, build up to this window they're supposed to be in now? Yeah, and it feels like the window could be... I mean, they're, they're basically they're, 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 they're hoping to do the 
well what they've done with Bryce Harper really and well basically what I've done this off season I think basically their plan is they're just gonna every off season just spend loads of money on free agents problem with that though is teams don't generally like win without like guys on minimum being really good or at least serviceable yeah. Like you need you need guys who are going to be of some use, and there's not been much of a sign that they're going to do stuff inventively in terms of recruitment. You know, like they're a long way from being the Dodgers here. You, it feels yeah. like it, it like this whole thing was star hunting, and they got their stars. We're back. We're going to contend and such and such. But uh, they they might win the division, but I almost still have them at fourth favorites. I'm not really sure at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. Well, it's it's what they've if basically very top heavy rosters. I just I don't know. It feels difficult to predict because it's always also the other side of that is like if even like one of those top guys in in the lineup gets injured, the the replacement for them is a lot worse. Yeah, it hurts you a lot more. They've basically got like no depth, have they? Is the thing. Which is crazy for a team that had such a good no, farm a couple of years ago. Saw, yeah, I saw the idea when you have when you build up your farm system like that is that then when you when you they all come through you then have ridiculous depth. Like well, basically like we we're just saying, like the Mets, the Mets have managed to do that even though they well partly out of the farm and partly from like signings that they've not just gone for like the biggest name and stuff. The one thing that gives you a bit more confidence with the Phillies, though, is that so they're hitting depth. Like you feel like an injury to to any of the five we mentioned at the top, and you're suddenly like, who's gonna who's hitting fifth in the order? Like Herrera, that's that's not gonna get it done. Um, but the bullpen is excellent. The bullpen could be really really good. So maybe that gives you a bit more leeway with the younger starters that you just like you do this like throw your nasty stuff for four innings and come out. We've got enough arms, uh, but there's just so much uncertainty in in how are they going to be able to get like enough good innings from pitchers? Yeah, I, mean, I this is a thing of like a lot of stuff saying they're like the definite favorites favorites after they signed Harper. I think it I think it just like catches them up really I feel like this is a bit of a repeat of a lot of the other podcasts we did actually because we talked about the Phillies a lot didn't we all the Harper stuff and everything but I think it just catches them up with the other um, everyone else yeah they yeah, they were behind I think before they got Harper yeah I had them hard and, uh, and I, I still don't really like the construction of the roster with the sort of imbalance, I don't know, maybe maybe they think that like I don't know some some of the guys that were men are men are be like sort of prospects like Franco and Hernandez and guys like that are gonna like break out or something. Maybe they see something there, but they've all played quite a bit and are just sort of settled into just being an absolutely absolutely bang average. Or even someone that's below average. I mean, I suppose, I I guess Franco and Franco and Hernandez did actually have like did improve last year. I think on their usual numbers, but no, Hernandez struggled last oh, Hernandez, year. Hernandez did he? It was the year. It was 2017 when he was good. Oh. 2017 was his best year. Um, 
This Scott Kingery is an interesting. He's one of the few like upside guys yeah, they've he's, got. He's basically all their whole depth. Yeah, um, but he was absolutely terrible last year. Um, yeah. So he's not even depth at the moment. He's basically got to prove he can be a major league player before you can even call him depth. He had 452 at bats and had a 605 OPS in the major leagues last season. Yeah, that's not even much worthy. I'm just not the biggest fan. It's. I think it's part of the thing is that I don't know. I guess with the guys like, if he did what he did last year again, and you could like rely on that, that's that's pretty handy. I mean, you know, if you could just have that every year, that'll do. For like, you're probably your six hitter. Um. But with this guy, I feel like there's, there's like. A chance they're a lot worse because of their track records, but there's not really much chance of being, even being like better than that now. Yeah, I don't know. I just we could be completely wrong about this, but I just, I just don't get the sense that he's that he is better than that. Like that's as good as you're gonna get. Yeah, I think that's probably relatively fair. Um. Should we skip on from them? Because, like you say, we've done the Phillies to death, haven't we, in other podcasts? Yeah. This one's going to be... This one's actually going to be, like, record time, possibly. Although we have still got two. Um, who should we go with, then? Let's let's go with the Braves. Oh, okay. So, um, thoughts? Uh, I think they... Them, Johnson has been almost overlooked. Yeah, I agree. With all the Harper stuff and like how the Harper signing pushes them like way above the Braves now. It's like the Braves were already like quite a lot better last year in the Phillies. Yeah. And if Donaldson's like fit and he plays, I he is like just as good as Bryce Harper. I think. Yeah. And pr- probably more reliable. I think uh I wouldn't say he's been overlooked because he won Rookie of the Year. I think Ronald Acuna is sort of forgotten about as well. Yeah. Like, he he was preposterously good last season. He only had 433 at-bats, produced 4.1 more, like a 917 OPS. And because of his prospect standing, it's like a, maybe that's just who he is. Or, or, maybe, he, or maybe he's just warming up. It's like, yeah, it's like, like like we said with Gleiber, Gleiber Torres on a, a previous podcast, he is, and maybe we'll come on to that with Juan Soto, perhaps when we talk about the Nationals, that these guys who are highly rated prospects yeah, and, and they come up, up like and that, then do well, and it's like, yeah, that's, holy not, hell. that's not really that surprising. But then it's also like, it's only one season or not even a full season in like Acuna's case. And it's like, you know, quite a lot of the time people improve quite a lot going in their second year. Yeah, um, like, so he could be, he really could be, like, actually the best player in the National League this year, I think. I don't think that's, it's, like, relatively possible, you know. Um, then there's Ozzy Albies as well, who started last year really well. His end numbers weren't great, um, which is a little bit yeah, concerning from I what we're saying about numbers getting carried over. But then it's a young player, a full Major League season. Like, I, I would consider that too is that it might have been a fatigue sort of thing towards the end of the year as well yeah he did drop off a bit didn't he but 
Yeah, but quite a lot actually. I didn't realize he was actually dropped off quite that much. He did kind of have to drop off because he had a nine eight eight OPS in April and March. Yeah, he struggled in August and September. I don't know if there's an injury issue there or something, but he was really quite yeah, bad. Yeah, that, that gives like. that gives them like quite a lot of uncertainty, I suppose, isn't it? A little bit the Albi's factor of which version is he? Yeah, because if he's anywhere near the eight hundred OPS guy with that speed, it's just yeah, watch out, everyone. I think Dansby Swanson's a potential breakout guy as well. Maybe, yeah. But he's another well, one that falls into so, this. He's, His he's, ceiling's dropping yeah, by the week. Getting, getting more service time and not getting better. Um, yeah, and they've basically they've got the ridiculous pitching depth, isn't it, the thing with them? Yeah. They've not got the Aaron Nola sort, really. I mean, that Fosnovich no. was really good last year, but he's like, he's he's not got like the the uh, the track record or the the pedigree. I mean, he, you know, we'll have to see. Like, he could just carry on being that good, I suppose, but he wouldn't bank on it. Um, but the the thing that's really exciting about them is they are, whereas it feels like the Phillies have already like. You know they've spent all their prospects, and they're like already this is this is them now, this is their peak. Like almost all of their um, pitching prospects, like the ridiculous number of pitching prospects they have, they've had over the last few years, are yet to come. Yeah, or, or well, or yet to like have a proper go. Like I think quite a lot of them now have, you know, pitched like the. Uh, a few innings in the majors and stuff but like you know a mix of those guys like some of them will be in the, coming out the bullpen and stuff some of them slipping sliding into the rotation and they're just just like guys that have the ability to go a bit longer like everywhere with also the chance of some of them being like aces yeah given that how highly rated most of them are. I don't know, like, the success rate of top, like, 100 pitching prospects, but you feel like they're going to get a couple of very good starters out of that. I don't think that's, like, unreasonable. Yeah. And then, like you said, they've got nasty stuff. Like, you're going to get a relief pitcher or two, you'd imagine. And potentially these guys, you can go longer in the Miller-Hader situation. So they're in a really good spot. Again... I guess it's easier with anything like re-signing Markakis and not doing something bigger. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised they went in for Harper, to be honest. Yeah, they they were the best. Genuinely might have been the best fit out of all of every single yeah, team. Especially Markakis becoming a free agent. It's like, that's the obvious like spot where they need something. They had to get someone. Um, yeah, like a perfect start to the window as well. It's like, Harp, you're yeah, going to get Harper's peak. Harper. Imagine if they got Harper and Donaldson. I mean, it'd just be then that then that's a lineup to be scared of. I mean, that is ridiculous. I think it's yeah. pretty scary at the moment. I think yeah. having Acuna, Freeman, Freeman again falls into the the Paul Goldschmidt, underrated first yeah. baseman in small market. Okay. I suppose you say the light with the Mets actually. They're light light um, compared to the both these uh, these this lineup and. The Mets lineup have like I feel like they have very high ceilings. 
depending on yeah. how the young guys do pretty much you know like there's a, there's a chance that they are really really good and then you have like the uh the reliable veterans around them you know what they're going to do i guess the the one advantage the phillies have in that sense is that they're i think their lineup is um more certain but just doesn't have the upside you find there's not huge upside in it but also the 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 fact of um like franco and hernandez and obdubal herrera having a lot of um play, playing quite a few years in the majors and being just average as much as it's sort of a negative of they're probably not going to be good like you know that you've got someone in there that's that can play major league baseball yeah if you've got having three if your three worst hitters are just average that and, can and you kind fine. of know and you kind of know they're going to be average at least yeah that, like they, that they have i think they have like a, a decent floor the phillies lineup but what it does mean yeah i, I agree it's just that it, they're also incredibly reliant on those top guys well that's what like, i was going to say is you can't have a down year you can't have any of them having like two months where they don't hit yeah that's going to really hurt because you don't it doesn't seem like you're going to get one of those guys breaking out and becoming an above average like 850 OPS season sort of thing that's just not going to come from from Herrera Hernandez or Franco I don't think um, but then I, I guess you'd say the same thing about the Braves really I mean I, I just because of his prospect status I'm a bit I feel more and some things I've read about Swanson make me think he's more likely to do something but actually, his record in in the majors is pretty dreadful. Like, yeah. there's plenty of reason to be negative about him. I mean, six nine nine OPS, six eight three career OPS in the majors, over a thousand at bats. Um, yeah, that's maybe that's just who he is. I, I don't know. But I I think Freeman, Donaldson, Acuna is scary. Having those three in a row. Yeah, with with Albies in front of them probably. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, I guess the Mark Markakis is almost certainly going to progress, isn't he? Yeah, a bit. But they, I think mean, they can live with that. Yeah, that's, um, that's... Uh, the the sound just went really weird then. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, anything else to say about the Braves? Uh, not really. There's not it's, that there, much to say I, about that. They've got it's that they've got, there's more uncertainty, but there's upside because they well they with the the pitching prospects and the young guys, in the lineup is like, you know I mean, you if you think of the best case scenario that like could like you know, there's a realistic chance of it happening. You know they could ha- have like, a couple of ridiculous pitches. And like a couple of MVP contenders in the lineup. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've I've got the highest ceiling in this division. Um. I reckon. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. yeah maybe, I'd maybe say. The Mets. I'd say that absolute ceiling is perhaps highest. Um, but I think they're less likely to get there than the Mets. What about that for a bit of qualification of a point? Because I think so the they're, Mets... they're, they're, they're like a bigger window. Yeah, because their ceiling, their absolute ceiling for me is like 
they have a rotation full of young pitchers who all could be like all-star yeah. level good. Well, and uh, that, and you get breakouts from Swanson and Albies. Well, Albies sort of broke yeah. out, but say Albies is even better. Swanson finds it, um, and Markakis is a bit worse than last year. Um, and you get a full year of dollars. Yeah, but Markakis is still like better than he was. Like Markakis, like it turned out, Markakis had worked something out at age thirty-four. Yeah, but so like I think their their best possible scenario, which I guess is the ceiling, is like is absolutely obscene because of the young players and all those prospects. That farm still being there, but I think the Mets like best possible scenario, if you like, is not that impossible to see. Like like that rotation stays healthy, they're going to yeah. be very very good. Rotation um, stays healthy. It's and Nimo and Conforto, just from they don't need breakouts. Really. Like Bar Alonso, you basically think like Nimmo and Conforto are good if they're healthy all year. Yeah. Then but you have the thing with like um, with Rosario and stuff. Yeah, it's a bit, but that's that's what I mean. Is like I think they have, they just have a lot going for them. I think like, in general with the Mets, it's just I don't. I could see like the Braves if everything clicked, they win a hundred games. Yeah, I think that's less likely perhaps with with the Mets. Let's move on anyway to the the final team. Yeah, the Bryce Harperless Nationals. I feel like no one's been talking about Nationals, really. Well, it brings us to another couple of unrated players. That's why, is what I'm going to go with here. Anthony Rendon and Trey Turner. Yeah. They've... Yeah. I feel like um, the lineup's going to be worse. Well, it might not... Not worse than last year, because I get a lot of people underperformed. Um, a bit. But, you know, losing Bryce Harper is obviously, like, pretty big. Yeah. Um, yeah maybe, not that, maybe not that many people underperform that much. But they've got Victor Robles coming up yeah, this year. Yeah, Victor Robles to come. Basically, it's... It's not... that they, they, they can handle it, can't they? Because, like, like you say, Rendon. Like, Rendon... Rendon really... I, I always forget about Rendon, to be honest. When yeah, you talk same. about the really elite third baseman, he's like, he really is like almost there. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he is there. He's a free agent to be. I mean, he's had back to back over nine hundred OPS seasons. That's yeah. that's. He's not had the. You know what? If one of those years was a one thousand OPS year, and the next one was an eight hundred, people would talk about him more because there's a silly one season yeah. thing would always be oh what if he nearly wins MVP again but it's not that it's like he's just yeah, I mean, yeah like 900 <laughs> just doing 900 over and over again I think that's a lot more valuable yeah give me that um, so him in the middle of the order like I say it's kind of like you build around him and then Juan Soto I mean yeah he broke every record under the sun is he that yeah, guy yeah the thing is with him is he didn't he have like a ridiculously high ground ball rate I think it, yeah, I think so. It's a bit like what Yelich had, which sort of, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see whether that's like a thing that they can carry on doing. Yeah. Or not. Um, but, you know, I, I, I guess, well, I guess there had to be like good ground balls, didn't they, for them to do that well, both of them. But like, is yeah. that sustainable? Can they keep like just poking them, poking them through the holes and stuff? That, I, they, I've, they have got potentially got a couple of holes in their lineup now, haven't they? I oh, know, no, 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 maybe not. 
I really like that they picked up Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes. I thought they were yeah. nice, nice deals. Not particularly blockbuster, but yeah, like budget, budget moves. Yeah, are good. And it, like you said about the holes in your lineup, the catcher for so many teams is a liability. Yeah, and, and that just gives you like two guys who are better, better the most. Um, Eaton, I mean the Eaton like Robles Soto outfield is is pretty nice. Yeah, that that could be silly good. That could be extraordinary. Um, and then, um, then, then like Turner, Turner's an interesting one because he's he's fun because he just steals base all the time. Yeah, he, he's also quite good though. He's like he's actually a good hitter too. It's the thing with him. He had 19 home runs last season. I didn't realize yeah, that. He's, he was... actually just, he's actually just really, really good. Yeah. Um, his, his OPS isn't that high because he, he doesn't like slug a huge amount. But it's like when you combine that with the 43 stolen bases, it's sort of... It's they're, right. one of they're one of the rare teams. You know, I've said, I think we've probably said in the podcast before, we've definitely said in our in our countless hours of talking nonsense about baseball and the rest of our lives. Um, yeah, uh, they're one of the teams actually that you could argue that first base is like a slight weakness. Yeah, although yeah, yeah he was, not he many was okay again last year. But I think we should move on to talking about the rotation actually, because we are sort of a bit short the time. Again, um, and basically that's I mean that's the real strength of that yeah. this team is. It, even though we we'll keep talking about teams trying to do it the old-fashioned way, they they are going to basically do it the old-fashioned way quite a lot. Where they're going to have the the starters, but they've got three pretty good ones. Yeah, I I think Corbin's going to be can possibly be just as good again because well, basically because there's a reason why he was good. He wasn't just randomly good. It's like he made a change. Yeah, Anibal Sanchez was, was also really good for the Braves last year. If that could be a thing again, that would be quite interesting. Yeah. But they, basically it's the pitching that's going to carry them. And yeah. they, they've basically, they've got quite a good lineup for like manufacturing runs, really. I feel like. Yeah. Like they... Juan Soto's ground ball rate, like um, Victor Robles when he comes up with Trey Turner with speed. They, you know, they're basically... They, I feel like they're gonna uh, gonna be in quite a lot of close games, um, and win them. Yeah, I think it's sort of not done in the old-fashioned way, though. I think their rotation, because the old-fashioned thing is We've like not got very much time, by the way, like at all. But yeah, go on quickly. Is um well, that would just be like a lot of it's the teams who've just built a rotation of innings eaters. But having three aces is like, I know it's still yeah. like how people used to try to do it, but it's a bit different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we actually have to stop. Yeah, we probably should. Unfortunately. But um, yeah, we've. This is now the end of this series. This like mini sub series of our series of podcasts, I suppose. Yeah. Whatever we're going to go means. to when are we at some point soon when we're going to go back to uh, the weekly format aren't we uh, yeah 
Um, so look out for that uh, all throughout the whole baseball season. Yeah. Hopefully. So yeah. See ya. Bye.